RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In the Trenches. This is Ian Beckles, and I uh, got plenty to talk about this week. Uh, the Bucks finished their second preseason game. Um, I hope to hell you didn't go to that game and pay for it because that was not entertaining football by any means. Um, the tickets are the same as regular season tickets, which is a farce to begin with. But um, if you did that and you had to do that, bless you. I got a chance to watch it. I didn't even watch it live. I went back and rewatched it um, a couple times, and it was painful to watch. A couple that was some boring football, and not good looking football either. Not, I mean, once again, it's preseason football, and we're not, we, you're not gonna make too big of a deal out of anything. But I didn't see playoff football in any aspect of the game. I saw two football teams that are going to struggle to win six games. That's what I saw on Friday. Once again, not a big deal. The first game, sure, the offense went out there and rushed went down the field against some twos. It happens, whatever. But I haven't seen enough offensively from the Buccaneers to make me think that they're going to be a good offense. I mean, quarterback-wise, I thought the whole game in general was a poor It was just poorly quarterbacked, up and down on both sides of the ball. Gabbert and Ryan Griffin, Jameis better not get hurt, okay? Jameis gets hurt, we win two games this year. Ink that, ink, ink that right now. If Jameis gets hurt, we win two games this year with what we got, okay? And Jameis has to learn to get down. It wasn't anything bad, but when you're scrambling in a preseason game, there's no reason for you to take a hit, none, zero. I don't give a rat's ass. We have to start treating Jameis Winston like uh, Peyton Manning, okay? Because that's how valuable he is to this football team. Think he isn't for a second and put Gabbard out there or Ryan Griffin. Go ahead and try. So Jameis, I could just think of one play of him scrambling to his left after that sack. Throw the ball away, okay? Throw the ball away and make it be second down and go out. Don't take a lick. Don't do it. Now, the first play of the game, he sort of passed high. I know that the uh, the ball was probably wet. If you were watching closely, uh, Mike Evans, who really didn't really jump too much, got hit. It looked like he hurt himself the first play of the game. And he was out of sorts the rest of the game. So let's hope that's not that big of a deal. Uh, O.J. Howard caught a ball. I'm, I'm to the point now where... It's 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 time to stop talking about O.J. Howard as potential and let's start talking about O.J. Howard as a bona fide football player. Because when people talk about O.J. Howard, first of all, if you go to practice and you go to games and you're looking at football teams, the Bucks are not, let me see, I'm going to try to put this as, as nicely as I can. The Bucks are not the manliest football team out there. When you go and you play the Pittsburgh Steelers, they seem manly. When you play the Baltimore Ravens, they seem manly, like there's men out there, you know? When you look at the Buccaneers, eh, eh, eh. like I, when I look at Dominican Sue, I see a man, you know? When I look at O.J. Howard, I see a man. I mean, he's a manly dude. But it's to the point now where, okay, you caught, what, 30-something balls last year? That's what you are. So potentially the dudes potentially could be the best, but he ain't. And they got to figure out ways to use this kid. And we got about eight tight ends, 
pretty darn good ones too. Don't be shocked if the Bucks end up trading one of those guys before the end of this trade, uh, you know, before preseason and get something. Because, you know, their fourth tight end, Hudson, is balling. I mean, once again, against the threes, but I watched him in practice, and he was making some of those same catches in practice. They got Eau Claire, uh, They got Brait. They got O.J. Howard. Boy, if somebody can give us something for Cameron Brait right now, boy, I tell you what, he's not that big a part of the offense. I really don't think he is. As far as the offensive line goes, I've seen some bigger holes in the preseason than I saw last year, which is good. It's just preseason. I get it. But, listen, I don't need to see uh, Dodson and Jensen and Marpet play. Donovan Smith doesn't need to play either, although Donovan Smith still makes rookie mistakes, okay? Donovan Smith still takes rookie steps. You know, I grew I grew up with Paul Gruber, okay? You won't find many takes where Paul Gruber takes false steps. You just won't. He just didn't. That's but that was his thing. He had great footwork. Donovan Smith's footwork is pitiful. There's a couple plays I'm like, I rewound it four times, and I still don't know what he was trying to accomplish. One time he was he crossed over his inside foot over his outside foot, and you he, he can't live like that as a tackle. As a left tackle, no way. Ended up on his face. By the way, if you're a left tackle, you end up on his on your face. Go back once again. I grew up with Paul, every year I played for the Buccaneers. Seven years, I had Paul Gruber as my left tackle. Go find me a piece of tape where he's on the ground. I dare you. Just find him on the anywhere on the ground for any situation. He's not ever on the ground. That's because he has great footwork. Donovan Smith's on the ground all the time, okay? I don't have to see him play much, Dodson, Jensen, Marpet, but Kappa should have been out there. Kappa's not seasoned yet. Okay, you're a starter now because you beat out who? Caleb Beninock? I'm not sure I can't come out of retirement and be, beat out Caleb Beninock as a right guard. I'm not sure I can't. I can't. But I want to see Kappa play some more. Kappa's not ready. He hasn't seen him. He hasn't seen anything yet, so he's kind of benefiting from being part of this veteran group, and he needs more work. I had a, a great conversation with Jason Light last week when we they had the uh, Buccaneer reunion. Some of the old guys they call us legends, um, and I was talking about the offensive line, and he said it's coming along. And I said Kappa played well in the first game in limited, you know, play. He agreed, and and I was then I started talking about offensive line. He said. You know, the offensive line, there's a shortage of offensive linemen in the NFL right now. Everybody's looking for offensive linemen. And you know what? Our backup offensive line sucks. 64, I'm not sure what number 64's name is, um, but he needs Boozer, okay? He needs to just go. I don't know. They don't have anybody else, but there's no depth at all on this offensive line. I don't know if anybody has depth in in the NFL anymore. I really don't. But... Jason Light told me that he has teams calling him, offering draft picks for Caleb Benenock. Whew. There is, I mean, there's a shortage. If you're asking, you're going to pass up draft picks for Caleb Benenock, who was the worst offensive lineman on the worst offensive line last year, then there's not much going on out there. So we'll see what happens with this offensive line, but I'm not sold. I'm not sold. What I do like is I know I've heard that Bruce Arians is emphasizing blocking from the off from the wide receivers and there's no great running team ever in the history of the NFL doesn't have wide receivers blocking it's important I'd never heard that before here in Tampa Bay and maybe that's a good that's a good sign now on the other side of the ball I saw 
Dominican Sue is in is in preseason mode. He's not playing football yet. He hasn't turned it on yet. I think he's a switch guy. He has not. He's trying to get through it. Okay, I can see it. I know what it looks like. He's trying to get through it. No doubt about that. Sean Murphy Bunting. Um, he's learning. Uh, Bruce Arians called his ass out the other day. Said, "Listen, I didn't even see you play. Did you play? What'd you do?" He had a couple more balls caught on him uh, on Friday. He's a young kid. He's learning. Speaking of being young and learning, Devin White, who um, is our savior, and uh, we didn't let go Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander made a business decision and went to uh, San Francisco, and it was a good decision. Um, but everybody's expecting Devin White to be Quan Alexander. He's not. Not yet. Uh, he's not as physical as Quan Alexander was his rookie year. Not the, Not yet. And I'm watching Devin White, and as of right now, he is a fish out of water. He looks lost. Okay, <laughs> That's what happens. This game is hard, people. The NFL is a hard game to get acclimated to because those dudes on the other side that are calling plays are crafty. And you ain't crafty yet. You're just a great athlete, and that's it. So it's going to take some time for some of these players to figure this out. And in the meantime, you know, Dominican Sue is also in a new system. We, we Vita V is not there. Bo Allen made some plays against backups. Bo Allen's a player. That's he just a player. But it's going to take a while for this team to gel. And, boy, it's hard to gel in the NFL these days. I mean, how, you think about, you know, say they gel, they start gelling at the end of the year this, this year. Then the next year, then you got to figure out who you can re-sign. Sue will be up again. And then you get all, it's hard to gel. It really is. And, you know, Bruce Arians is not, you know, here to coach for 10 years. He's not John Gruden has a 10-year plan. Um, Bruce Arians wants to win now. So these guys better figure things out now. But Devin White's going to go through, I would say, a four-week four grace period of pooping on himself. It's going to happen because... This thing is not an easy thing. In the meantime, you'll see him make some plays because he's a wonderful athlete. But to me, sometimes it's the plays that you don't make that set you apart. The plays you make, great. But the plays that you don't make are the difference. Now, there's some other players on the team. I saw I saw Bobo had a couple, had a drop. I saw, you know, Hudson, I said, is a name that maybe somebody comes out and maybe gives us a draft pick for. I don't, I don't know. If you can get anything for him, get it, get it. Or you stick him on our roster and you and you and you trade Brait. Schnell is another name that has a bunch of statistics. I don't know if he's worth anything. He's a young little dude. I got more respect for him because I just found out that he's the uh, son of the quarterback that I graduated f- with in uh, Indiana, Dave Schnell. I didn't know that. So a young kid trying to make the team. It's going to be tough. You know, I could see maybe practice squad, maybe. Uh, and they have that one young kid with the African name, uh, Agunwale. Uh, who's probably going to be the fourth back, like the way he looks, and they say he's a, a, a special teams guy, so um, that's the way you have to make the team. If you're not one, two, or three, you better figure out ways um, to play special teams. But after the first preseason game, I felt good about the Bucks and I felt good about what Bruce Arians was trying to get accomplished. I took a step back in, in that second game. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any electricity. I didn't feel... I, I didn't feel anything. Like, they didn't... They didn't take over anything, and I, I just don't I, don't. I don't see the physicality that I want to see, and uh, I'm I'm taking a step back this week, so I'm on a little roller coaster. And like I said, it's preseason; you're never gonna really know. 
But this is going to be this next preseason game against Cleveland is going to be the one where we're going to really look at this thing and, and see where it's going. But it's still early, so don't overreact. There's going to be people overreacting all over the damn place, so don't do it. Um, but we need to see something. It would be nice for us Buck fans, I would, I would think. If anybody ever wants to give ask me any questions uh, or have any comments, Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Make sure you tune into all the other podcasts that I have, and I'm also on uh, 95.3 FM and 620 WDAE every day with Ron Diaz from 3 to 6. So tune in, please. We'll be talking a little bit about that game on Friday. But I appreciate you guys listening into In the Trenches. It's going to get a little bit more intense as we go because it's going to be for real here soon, and I can't wait. So everybody have a wonderful week, and enjoy your football. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Sitting Ringside with David Penzer Quick Fix on Radio Influence. This week on City Ringside, brought to you by CBS Sports HQ. Brand new segment, Whatever Happened To? And we're going to start it out by talking to former WCW superstar Ice Train. Real name, Harold Hogue. We're going to talk to Harold about how he got involved in the professional wrestling business. Tell some great fun stories about his time in Germany with some of my favorite people, Dave Finley, Dave Taylor, and Tony St. Clair. Great stuff that we talk about, plus returning to WCW, his thoughts about wrestling the Steiners and tag teaming with Scott Norton. Did he ever consider going to WWF slash E? And why did he leave the wrestling business? Plus, whatever happened to, what's he doing now? Find out that and lots more. The great conversation with Ice Train, brought to you by CBS Sports HQ. Sitting ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.